Chapter Ten of Bunny Brown and His Sister Sue in the Big Woods by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Lost in the Woods. Holding the hands of Bunny and his sister Sue, one on either side, Mr. Brown started on a little search around the tents. They were trying to find the footprints of someone who did not belong to the camp, someone other than Mr. and Mrs. Brown, Uncle Tad, and the children themselves. Of course, Bunker Blue came to the camp once in a while, and so did various peddlers and some people from neighboring farms. But most of these footprints were known to Mr. Brown, as he had seen them about the place ever since he and his family had been living at Camp Rest a while. "'What I want to see is a strange footprint,' said the children's father. "'An Indian's footprint is stranger than ours,' said Sue. "'Of course, if they wear moccasins,' agreed Bunny. "'No, if they wear shoes,' said Sue. "'Our teacher told us about it.' "'What is different in an Indian's footprint and ours, Sue?' asked Mr. Brown. "'Why, an Indian, even if he wears shoes like ours, "'turns his toes in instead of out as we do,' went on the little girl. "'Ha, ha!' laughed Bunny. "'Who ever heard of such a thing?' "'But it's true, isn't it, Daddy?' asked Sue. "'Yes, it is true,' said Mr. Brown. "'A real Indian has a sort of pigeon-toe, as it is called. "'That is, instead of pointing his toes out when he walks, "'he turns them in. "'At least most Indians do, though there may be some who do not. "'So if you are looking for Indians' tracks, Bunny, "'look for the kind that turns in.' "'I will,' the little boy agreed. "'I didn't know you knew so much about Indians, Sue.' "'Our teacher used to live out west among the Indians, and she taught them,' explained Sue. "'She tells us lots of Indian stories.' "'Goodness, I wish I could be in your class,' cried Bunny. "'Even though I am a grade ahead of you,' he added. "'Does she tell about Indian fights with bows and arrows and taking prisoners and all that?' "'No, she tells about tame Indians, not the wild kind,' explained Sue. "'The tame ones are just like the ones who live on the preservation here.' the onondagas but i like tame indians though i hope none of them has taken my teddy bear i hope not either said her father for eagle feather and his indians are good friends of ours and i would not like to feel that they would take anything from our camp still we must look everywhere sue you said the indians lived on a preservation you meant reservation corrected bunny "'I don't care. They live there, whatever it is,' declared the little girl. They circled about the tents, but the footprints, as far as they could tell, were those of white men, none of them towed in. "'Are you going to the Indians' camp?' asked Bunny. "'Yes, I think we'll go there, and also to—' But just then came the voice of Mrs. Brown, calling, "'Breakfast is ready, and if you wait very long, the pancakes will be spoiled. Hurry!' "'Oh, hooray, pancakes!' cried Sue. "'Don't you like them, Bunny? "'I should say I do. "'I hope I can have ten. "'Oh, Bunny Brown!' cried Sue. "'You never could eat ten pancakes at one meal. "'Well, anyhow, I could try,' he said. "'And I can eat five, I know.' "'That's better,' said Mr. Brown with a smile. "'I can eat a few myself.' "'They hurried back to breakfast, telling Mrs. Brown— they had had no luck in finding the person who had taken Sue's teddy bear. For that the toy with the electric eyes had been taken away, 
and had not walked off by herself was now believed even by bunny who had at first insisted that sally melinda had been hungry and had gone off to find honey though some mother bear might have come in and taken her to her den thinking she was her baby said sue my sally melinda looked just like a real bear when her eyes were lighted up but there were no bear tracks around the tent said bunny and there would have been if there had been any bears here to carry off your teddy there are no other bears here i'm glad of that said mrs brown teddy bears are the only ones i want to see well maybe no real bears came for sally melinda said sue after a while i guess it was an indian or some man who wanted my toy for his little girl but i hope i get her back sally melinda i mean bunny managed to eat five of the cakes his mother baked and he might have eaten another only his father called to him to hurry if he wanted to go to search for the missing toy bear sue and bunny went with mr brown off into the big woods after breakfast as they walked along they looked on either side of the path for a sight of the missing teddy bear or bunny's toy train but they saw neither one whoever took them is keeping them well hidden said mr brown now we'll go to the indian camp though they called it a camp it was more of an indian village where the onondagas lived there were many tents log or slab cabins and one or two houses built as the white people build theirs these were owned by the richer indians who had large farms and many horses and cows some of the indians were very poor and their cabins had only one room where they cooked ate and slept eagle feather was the head or chief of this particular tribe he was not like the old time or wild indians he owned a farm and he worked hard to grow fruits and vegetables when eagle feather saw mr brown with the two children coming to the indian village the chief came out to meet them how do he exclaimed in English that could be understood, Eagle Feather glad to see you. Come in and sit down. Squall make tea for you, or maybe coffee. Coffee better, more has taste. No, thank you, we haven't time to eat now, said Mr. Brown. We came looking for bear. For bear, cried Eagle Feather in surprise. No bear here. Bear may be way off in woods. Why, you no go there and shoot em oh this isn't that kind of bear said mr brown funny bear no live in woods said the indian this bear have eyes go like so and mr brown took from his pocket a small electric flashlight by pressing on a spring he made a light flash up and go out just as had the eyes of sue's bear oh now eagle feather know said the indian quickly little gals heap big medicine doll gone where him go that's just what we don't know said mr brown in the night when we were all asleep someone came and took the bear maybe he came to indian camp not sure but maybe we can look mr brown tried to talk as he thought eagle feather would understand and the indian seemed to your little gal's bear no here at eagle feather's camp he said with a shake of his head much big medicine like baby puff puff train doll is but indian no take little gals play bear see i and you look in every house oh no that isn't necessary said mr brown 
If you tell me the bear isn't here, I believe you. That right, for I speak truth. But wait, we ask other Indians. Maybe they think no harm to take bear little while for big medicine and bring him back, I ask. Eagle Feather stepped to the door of his house and gave a loud whistle. In a few minutes there came to him many of the older Indian men. Eagle Feather spoke to them in their own Indian language. He listened to the answers. Then, turning to Mr. Brown and the children, the chief said, No have got little gals play bear. Nobody here have got. You look in all Indian houses and see for yourself. No, I'll take your word for it, said Mr. Brown. I believe the teddy bear is not here. It must have been taken by someone else. I will look farther. But Eagle Feather insisted on some of the head men's huts being searched, and this was done, but no doll was found. Oh, dear, where can Sally Melinda be? half sobbed Sue. Never mind, said her father. If you can't find your bear and Bunny's cars are still gone, in two weeks I'll get you new ones. But I think they will come back as mysteriously as they went away. Now we must go home. But I thought you were going to look in the cabin of the hermit, said Bunny. We'll have to do that after dinner, answered Daddy Brown. But when dinner was half over, there came a telegram for Mr. Brown, telling him he was needed back at his business office at once, as something had gone wrong about the fish catch. Well, I'll have to go now, said the children's father, but I'll help you look for the teddy doll and the train of cars when I come back, he said. It was a little sad in camp rest a while when Mr. Brown had gone, but Mother Brown let the children play store with real things to eat and to sell, and they were soon happy again. Finally, Sue said, Bunny, do you know where that hermit's hut is, the one where you got the milk the time the dog drank it? Yes, slowly answered Bunny, I do, but what about it? Let's go there, answered Sue. Maybe he has my Sally Melinda. Daddy was going to take us there, but he had to go away so quickly he didn't have time. But you and I can go. I'm sure he'd give us my teddy bear if he had her. I guess he would, agreed Bunny. But what would he want with it? Anyhow, we'll go and see. So he and Sue, saying nothing to their mother, except that they were going off into the big woods back of the camp, left the tent and headed for the hermit's cabin. On and on they went, leaving Splash behind. For, of late, their dog had not followed them as often as he had done before. They had tramped through the woods for about an hour, looking at all sorts of places for the missing teddy bear and the toy train, when Sue suddenly asked, Aren't we near his cabin now, Bunny? It seems as if we'd come an awful long way. I was beginning to think so myself, said the little boy, yet I was sure it was over this way. The children walked on a little farther, but found themselves only deeper in the big woods. Finally, Sue stopped and said, Bunny, do you know where we are? No, I don't, he answered. Then we're lost, said Sue, shaking her head. We're lost in the woods, Bunny Brown, and we'll never get home. End of chapter 10